I, w- I want to talk to you about you, David, because our our next guest that we have is um, uh, Jonathan Davis, and uh, we and for me it was a little it was a little strange, exciting, and nerve wracking because honestly I knew I knew I know very little to nothing about corn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I you know I didn't I didn't listen to corn. I didn't um, you know it was a generational gap i never got into that thing that that's that genre of music and yep. it was just not part of my world so i was a little you know nervous getting into it with him but it was a fantastic talk because oh it's great you know, yeah yeah i was completely frazzled too because people which people won't hear but but uh we had a lot of like uh, uh uh bad connections in the beginning so i was getting so frazzled because i mean jonathan's a super super busy guy in that and we were beyond uh uh stoked that that he was uh, able to sit down with us. So I was like, oh shit, please work. Please yeah, work. super grateful. We were very nervous, yeah. very grateful, like excited that he was going to, you know, just you know, chit chat with us in the connection. He said yeah. the first time he was starting to tell these fantastic stories and it was all like, it, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And I didn't, you know, it was, it, how do you tell somebody, hey, we finally got this guy on the phone. He's, he took his time out of his day, you know, dropping his kid off at school, like all this stuff. To, to sit and give us a little time and then we're like uh that was a waste i don't yeah yeah this is not gonna work time. yeah 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 so but i wanted to talk a little bit about how um how we were able to do this is because of your friendship and your your connection with with jonathan and um and it's it's kind of like uh your, your first sort of breakthrough with with um you know getting involved with doing art for for bands yeah. and music and it was a big stepping stone for you getting your work out to the public and Huge. giving yourself more sort of um, a, a whole introducing you to a demographic of fans of your work. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of, a, you know, from a point of view of myself and I think for a lot of people, it's almost an, how it's untouchable space to get to mm-hmm. is to be able to have your artwork on a major labels band that you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd like you to so, tell a little, tell sure, us sure. Well, the I, story. Break it down for us how this whole yeah. thing happened. Well, I mean, I, I mean, first and foremost, album art is like my favorite thing in the world. I mean, it, it's 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 it was my gateway uh, uh, to becoming an artist. It's it's still the thing that I'm most passionate about, even though you know you see it a lot less, or everybody sees it by like a a one inch by one inch on their yeah. on, on, on their yeah. phone or whatever else nowadays. But that's it, a little it, different. Yeah, it, it was. It, it's always been you know my gateway to getting into art and all that stuff. I've always loved album art. So um, whenever I had the opportunity to uh, uh, work with the band, it's still one of the highest highest uh, honors that I'm able to do. Um, but it's anything in life and it, and it really comes down to this it's just about being at the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and, and 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 producing the best work that you possibly can and and uh and well this I, is great this is great because it goes it ties into our exactly. conversation with Jonathan how did you approach what did you like how did you even like get the courage and then what did you bring and who did you call yeah, and so, so, how did this happen yeah so i i mean so so again it's about being at the right place at the right time and all about pure luck and all that all that good stuff but what ended up happening was that there was 
the 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 famous CBGBs on Bowery. Well, not there anymore, but CBGBs uh, club um, had a gallery next to it called Three One Three, and it was like Ooh. a bar slash gallery. Um, and I had a I had my one of one of my first shows in New York City. Um, or, it's the first time I ever saw your work was at Three One Three Gallery. Yeah, yeah, and this is the this is this is this is that show. This is that same yeah. show. That's, right? That shows the reason why we yeah know we became no shit right. Yes. that's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. The the way how how much that fucking show has changed my life. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. Um, so I had my show going on up there, and Corn was playing a surprise gig. At CBGB's, where they were hmm. giving away free tickets to all their fans, and it was like that day they posted about it and and all that stuff. So Jonathan ended up walking through the gallery and he seen one of my paintings, um, and he really dug it and he wanted it, but it was already sold at that point. So uh, he ended up. Uh, uh, was it the one with the goat in it? Was like red and had a, a, a goat. Yeah, with the lamb. With the lamb. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I see. Yeah, this yeah. is just a a faint flash in my mind of that painting because yeah. <laughs> that T for two. That, that reference of that painting was the reference I got because the reason why I called you the very yeah. first time was somebody saw that painting said, remember that painting from that show. Why don't you call that guy? Okay. So, <laughs> go ahead. It's funny, right? yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what a trip. So he dug it and, and, uh, and he wanted to see if he could commission me to do a piece that had a similar kind of vibe or whatever to it. So uh, he ended up calling me that that moment, and uh, I talked to him, and, and you know, yes, let's fucking make this happen, and mm-hmm. uh, and then he was like, why don't you come to the show tonight? So I ended up coming down there, going to see the show, and uh, and it was awesome. And then that were you, were you a that fan just began to build. You, well, I'm sorry. Were you a fan of the band at the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, dude, dude, yes, yeah. So okay. so I mean, I remember when when the debut album came out, it was. Uh, you know, I was saying to this to Jonathan when we were all like breaking up in, in, in the beginning of the episode, so it's not in the episode. But Corn was did the same thing to me that uh, Black Sabbath's first title track, you know, <laughs> did to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like that Tony Naomi guitar, and then yeah. it's the same thing that I heard from Battery from uh, 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 Master Puppets of, of yeah. Metallica. And and uh, when I heard Blind for the first time, I was like, "What the fuck?" is mm-hmm. this like it, it was just unlike anything i ever heard before it was they, they they created a whole genre of music i mean i yeah, mean if it yeah. wasn't for those guys you know that would i mean that sound you know they birthed so many other emulators and everything else to to the sound that they created and those mm-hmm. guys were the dudes who did it you know um uh, so yeah, yeah they, they, I, i've I mean, been a huge fan entire, of that. they gave me they gave an entire generation of 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 youth a different direction absolutely latch on to that they could connect with so you know absolutely that, that's and, and, and the, that's and the stuff jonathan sings about and and, and, and writes about and the, the, the band i mean it's just it's 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 something that just so many people connect with yeah i mean i think in a way he did he showed that you didn't have to be such a like you could be a weirdo too yeah you didn't, if you were into yeah. metal and if you were into hip-hop you didn't have to be either like you know super machismo super macho dude yeah uh, you could be a freak a little bit, you know. Yeah. And and you know and and have that aggression and and weirdness and creativity that was you know kind of lacking from like uh, hair bands, yeah. like Poison and Rat, or like from like super macho bands like Metallica mm-hmm. and 
you know, and uh, and Dio and stuff like that, where they were just like really manly men. Yeah. You know, they, he, well, yeah, I don't know I, if somebody would say Dio was macho. Well, Dio, <laughs> I fucking love me some Roddy James Dio. Though, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm motherfucking the most theatrical dude ever. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> but so 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 that ended up so that that whole connection there yeah excuse me that whole connection there ended up just striking up a friendship you know because we, we just were in touch with each each other the whole time that i was uh uh working on the painting that that he commissioned me to do and uh and we were in constant contact that whole time so when it came down to um uh their next their follow-up album because at that point they were on uh, take a look in the mirror and then uh, they were doing see you on the other side. Um, mm. uh, so when it came time that they uh, needed artwork for that, we were talking and you know, he wanted to know if I could throw in some ideas. And so I just, did you, did you have to fight for it? Like not, not with, not with uh, Jonathan, but like with the record company, was there a struggle during that point? Like, no, they... no, no. Because I mean, I mean, I mean, let's face it. Corn's fucking, uh, um, monster of a band so i mean yeah it's pretty much whatever corn wants you know yeah. you know you, you, you know what i mean and nobody's gonna tell them what or what not they can't put on their album cover um yeah. however i i would fought like inside my mind like crazy to give them what what i felt that that they wanted you know what i mean and that yeah. and uh and so I was just drawing every fucking night. Every night I'd send them another drawing, another drawing. And, and I was doing these fully rendered, like, drawings in that. Because yeah. I didn't want to just give them thumbnails. I wanted to, you know. And you want to, it was you my first. I wanted to impress, right? Keep, you know, you had like. You keep sunken into yeah, it. You were not letting yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to do the best job yeah. I fucking could. And, and it was the biggest opportunity of my fucking life. And it still yeah, is and today, you, you know. Just, listen, you faced up and to that. it pretty hardcore. You stuck to your guns and and you, you you worked your ass off. Yeah, and and that really that really paid off. And I'm sure this is not the first time you worked your ass off for something. No, and and well, then I, you, you know, wound up like you know, not that you fall flat, but the certain things didn't come from it that were as big absolutely. as like from this corn album. But you still like went it forward with this with this, that same sort of passion, not knowing. Yeah, what's well, I think happen. everything that we do, right? We got to put a hundred and. 150 whatever the fucking the most max. you know yeah. the max you know and, and 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 show show people how passionate you are about about it whether or not people like it or not it's you know they can't deny the love that you had when you were doing it yeah um, and it, you know, you're you're gonna get haters no matter what yeah. anyway so, so you can't try go pleasing everybody that's a waste of time that's yeah. a waste of your time yeah so so I, exactly exactly the, the the uh yeah no fucking shit right you can't please all the people <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's people right now listening to hating me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I know you're there. I I see your I ears. <laughs> so ear. I did six drawings, mm -hmm. and then I think at that point Jonathan gave me the lyric uh, um, from uh, I forget the title of the song. Oh, I I think it's seen it all. Uh, but uh, I'm just a child uh, with a, with a tear in his eye holding this gift that's broken. If I fuck that up, I'm whatever. But the mm -hmm. uh, and then that was. By the seventh, I think it was the seventh. I did, mm -hmm. I did the drawing that was the actual album cover, and mm -hmm. then uh, I could tell that we had it at that point. That like that that was kind of what they were feeling, and yeah. that, and then I think I did another another three or another four more. But um, so I, I did a shitload of prep work in order to you know finally come up with the one that we uh, went with, and that and and 
and then yeah so so but i, I knew at that seventh one i think we we, we all knew that yeah. that, that was going to be the one but they wound was. up they they wound up using um a lot of your paintings well like, i did i did a total of 12 paintings for the deluxe edition yeah because the, the deluxe edition had the book lid and it had, you know, a, 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 a gatefold and all these different things that were going on with it. It was du double disc and so on and so forth. So it was so, quite a so bit. So a lot of that was, a, you know, because you got, like, first of all, how did you get the show at CV's? Good question, man. I think I just, John, wa I think I just walked in. I think I just walked in one day, and then, and then I asked them if they were show, you know, if they were uh, if, they, if they were showing new artists and all that other stuff. So what's his name still doing that? Jonathan, uh, not uh, Jonathan uh, Levine. Was he still doing curating at that point? Yeah, but he was in. F oh, oh, that's right. He curated at CB at, at CB's. Yeah, before he went to. First he, he, was wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't. Not was, then. You're, yeah. yeah. Okay. He was either he was either already done with it or or, yeah. or or maybe he still was but he didn't curate you know he wasn't yeah. curating at that point, um, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah no I think I just walked in or whatnot so yeah but yeah. you were I mean this you were ready when when somebody I mean you were submitting like CB's gallery wasn't a very prestigious gallery at the time it was one of the few places that people got to show their work locally yeah you know. That, that, of that genre of work, anyway. Yeah. It made you feel and, fucking great because of the name. You know what I yeah, mean? It was like, wow, I'm not a band, but I'm still somehow affiliated with CB fucking GP. Yeah, until, you know what I mean? until you heard some of the acoustic garbage that they were playing on that side of the, <laughs> the cafe yeah. or whatever. But, you know, it was it was a great, you know, it wasn't like the walls were even. Oh, my God, they were the most crooked motherfucking place yeah, it was, in the it, world. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't like a beautiful, typical place. It was one step above coffee shop. You know, because, yeah. yeah. you know, they did serve coffee, but they served liquor, too. You know, so it was better. But, you know, I mean, to it, be fair, it was a shithole, but the best kind of shithole. No, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was, place it, for, everything for, you wanted it to be, you know, it was actually a place where you could approach and yeah. do shows, which was great for that. Yeah. And, and look what happened. It was purely by chance and coincidence. And because you were already like equipped and ready to take on that challenge from do, go, doing that kind of stuff doing those kind of shows for so many years you're ready to roll you're like mm -hmm. yeah let's fucking do it and you were just you know just by fucking chance that's amazing yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty amazing yeah so just being ready being in the right place at the right time and fucking grabbing a hold thank you for sharing that uh little uh backstory of your your connection with jonathan because i think it's rel i think it's really relevant because Hell yeah. A lot yeah. of people know you because well, of I don't that. know if it's relevant, but yeah, and yeah. It's relevant to, to this conversation we're about Absolutely. to have with Jonathan yeah. because, you know, this is how we're able to have somebody like him on our tiny little podcast, mm -hmm. you know, and why I'm doing an interview or a discussion with Jonathan Davis because my connection with him is only simply through you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super psyched to be able to have this chance to meet him because I love getting insight from from artists who work in different genres that I do, who work in different demographics that I do, because there's that I'm looking for that connection, you know, that that underpinning, that 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 collective unconscious, you know, connection that I can make with people, and and I'm looking forward to it. So and here let's let's go chit chat. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Let's meet Jonathan.
There we go. Yeah, and I'm going to go in the other room. There's not so much light, but I can hear you guys. Yeah, now you're Good. coming yeah, in clear. Yeah, this is great. Okay, okay, okay. This I'm is just great. gonna do this because this is on my phone. I'll use it on my laptop, but I'm just gonna fucking come into my. Yeah, as long as the yeah, as long as the audio is fine, you know, we we don't have to worry about the uh, video at all. Okay, cool. All right. See my crazy ass Art Deco studio, like these fucking balls and this weird shit. But there's That's, these giant. Yeah. You're you're an amazing. You're a painter, David. You'll like this. There's fucking these, nuts, dude. You got a basketball hoop paintings. in there. Yeah, that were done in '38. Wow. They're all hand painted. Oh my God, so Art Deco. Like They're awesome. Art Deco paintings that were in the theater. So, wow. Yeah, this is where it all went down with Buck. It's fucking fun. I sit here and this is my gym, and then I write. And this is my this is my studio. So you so that's <laughs> that's a fantastic. Awesome. Space, so you now, so you've had that studio for ten years. That's the one. I've been here. Yeah, two thousand no, eight years now. Eight years now. I came in two thousand ten. Now, do you guys do do you do you do all the recording there? Yeah. Yeah. Some told the band likes to record in LA now. We've done two albums here. We did like Paradigm Shift here. Um, we did um, Path of Totality. And then I always do all my vocals here, right here. Yeah. Come in. This is, I won't go to any other fucking studio. I'm like, fuck you, come to my I've seen some of the videos with the fucking with yeah. the mic when you're laying down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. there. I just don't have the mic up, but it's in this little corner next to my knee, but. That's and then awesome. this fucking desk is my baby. Oh my god! Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, I wish people the, could see this. <laughs> now, that desk came out of London. A studio called Swanier Studios is responsible for the new, basically a lot of the new romantic movie and the movement in the eighties, like Western Girls, fucking some Duran Duran shit, Zig Zig Sputnik, all that shit was recorded oh, on the desk. Come, and, and, and so, so, so that was was that already there, or did you move that into the studio? No, I had it. Fuck, I had it shipped from London to here. Fucking awesome! That's fucking badass. So, you, but speaking of ten years, you've been this new um, project that you're working on. This, this is something you've been working on for ten years. Is that is that right? Yeah, I started in two thousand, late two thousand seven or eight. Yeah, after was when Zeppi was born. I've been working on it, and um, I mean that's an incredible amount of time for, to to pass. Yeah. I mean, so much has must have happened in your life and in the world around you. I mean, how? I mean, how do you know when? To put a cap on something yes. like that, like, yeah. like, I, I started that and it was ready to come out then, and then the person at the the record label that I was signed to left, and the person who was supposed to produce the record became the president, and then he was too busy to do anything, and I was just getting lost, and I was like, "Give me my yeah. record back! I just want to go." So yeah. they gave me my record back, yeah. And then the process of this management, they wanted to get their bills paid by corn touring, and that's what they, that's how they make <laughs> yeah. the money. So they wanted to keep. We'll get your solo shit later. Don't worry about it. We'll put it out. We'll put it out. You got to worry about corn. You got to go on corn, 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 corn. Sure. So finally, now we got new management, and they want corn to take a little, <clears throat> a little break and write our new record. So while that's going on, I'm doing this, and finally it's coming out. And I've been working on it. I just did the last song. Like I don't. Know, I wrote it maybe like four years ago, and I recorded it maybe three months ago. So it's been a process. That's it's over I mean, a 10 year period of time. Tell I mean, me I, 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 how, how yeah. much, how much did it change? How much did like uh, songs must've changed over that time too, where you're like, you know what? I, and different guitars or like, or different drums. No, here, or, no, no, no. When it was done, it was done. And that's one thing about art. Like it's like painting. You can't go back and change some shit. Yeah. Once you paint that shit and it dries, it's dried dog. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I mean, you can paint over it. Yeah. Paint over, but why? I don't want. Yeah. It's just my yeah. art's done. It's okay. Well, you feel In like you're gonna... doing it. Yeah. I don't want to overthink it. 
That's yeah, so you never felt like you had to go back and tweak anything. Only things I had to go back and it was redo vocals because I sang them in a closet and sometimes they were just demo vocals. Mm-hmm. So the only things I redid were just the vocals, but they were already written and done. It's just I had to re-perform. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's almost like that thing too where you don't want to play around with too much because you don't want to lose that true essence of when of when you wrote it to begin with in the first place. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And there wasn't no time constraints involved because this is a fucking crazy world music hybrid. It's mm-hmm. like there's heavy stuff. It's not really that heavy, but it's a mixture of everything. When you hear the record, you'll understand. It's more like my Queen of the Damn stuff. It's very, I mean, I got Shankar playing violin on it. I got real tabla players. I got all kinds of stuff. So in this one, it's you, a, have, you have Shankar again? In this? Yeah, well, oh. that, what it is, you can hear him playing. That's Shankar playing violin in it. Um so when you're doing this kind of solo work, do you feel a, a different um, kind of like less pressure, a different sort of? Um... Yeah, I mean, it's me. I don't got to worry about bandmates. It's just me writing. Yeah. I don't feel any pressure when I write because I do what I love. Sure. Yeah. There's when, no pressure. I mean, but when you have a band like 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 Corn that you know is is pretty has been established and you have a huge demographic of fans and stuff like that, yeah. you know, there's a certain. Um, do you feel a certain sort of like obligation towards a fan base as compared to when you do your solo work where you feel like uh-huh. a little less constrained or, or I guess I could feel that way, but for me it's just been about being hundred percent honest and I just write mm-hmm. what I write in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like it's called being inspired, being with spirit. Mm-hmm. So at that moment the spirit's with me, whatever is put pushing me to to write what I'm writing, because I write stream of conscious stuff. I don't ever fucking like, okay, this song's gonna be about this. Yeah. Never yeah. like that. It just it just comes on the paper how it's gonna come on. Mm-hmm. So I just whatever in the moment, and I don't. Worry well, so about since it. you have uh, instruments in your background, and you, you know because you say you know your your family had musical instruments, stores and all that. Do you do you play a whole melange of instruments as well, like yeah. when you're writing music? I mean, I play just I play drums, bass, mm-hmm. guitar, bagpipes, pan <laughs> flutes. <fucking. laughs> Whatever, whatever is needed. Indian, I like, I do, there's one song, it's not on, they didn't make the record, but I did this whole fucking flute solo, like a Native <laughs> American flutes that I got, I can play, and that's all for me playing bagpipes, I know how to do, it's similar, but it's just, I don't ever, I really didn't take lessons, and, and the instruments that I do, like violin, I'll play, I play some violin on the record too, mm-hmm. but it's, Shanko, when I was on tour with him, he taught me lessons, he's like, try this, this, and this, and I practice, and it's just, I need the basics and then I go from there and it, yeah. I'm not going to say I'm a great player of all instruments. I just play the shit. Oh, if you play from the heart, it's, it's, it just happens. But th- yeah. this kind of like, um, approach with the music, is that very different than when you were recording with corn? Do you like, do you feel like a little well, yeah, more freedom to express yourself that way? Yeah. Cause it's not like corn is more of a heavier type band. Mm-hmm. And this is, I can be anything I want it to be. And I'm not, so you can't really be, that you can't like bring bagpipes to the session and be like, hey guys, I'm just going to, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I can do anything I want, but I sure, this sure. Less, this isn't as heavy and intense, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. it's just coming from my heart. It's more, it's more my influences are from the 80s and that like new romantic yes. music and listening to old school, like fucking goth, Christian death and skinny yeah. puppy. Get a little Gene Loves Jezebel in there. Why Gene not? Loves, you know? A little bit of <laughs> <laughs> all that shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's because it, because your influencers are from every because i mean jesus you, you played me stuff before where it's like i mean not dance music but just you played me all sorts yeah. of crazy stuff before so was that hard to when you were getting into writing of like like what am i gonna what am i gonna do no, i just 
I do exercises. Like I used to write every night. So I'd write, I'm going to write a jazz song. I'm going to write a country song. Yeah, it's nice. just honing my craft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you find your niche, but I always got to do it just to, because I'm always learning. And I think anyone that's an artist does that. I mean, you yeah. got your, your comfortable space, but I don't know. Have you ever fucking painted a fucking piece of fruit, Dave? And you know what's it's, it's funny because I've, I mean from my from my point of view because I'm a painter too you know and I find that you know I get I get in the niche and my habits in the studio and when I the the times that I really break loose and, and stop thinking so much is when I work in a collaborative sense yeah. you know more like 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 in a band you work with like three or four other guys or whatever when as a painter, you like work, very, it's very insular and you're working and doing your thing and yeah. doing thing. And then when I go work with other people, all of a sudden, that's when I'll start doing abstract works and I'll start doing like landscapes and still lifes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, if I could fucking paint, it's the one thing I've I always, I wish I could draw. You've never paint. done it? I mean, I could draw. You've never I tried? I, I, I can draw weird shit and I try, I mean, I just have to have the time and I'm always, I got full family. I haven't had the time to really do it, but. It would be amazing to do that, but I would do. I would try to learn everything, yeah. just because it would make my paintings that much better. Well, like, looking at looking at the stuff that you guys put out, I definitely see that you have a a, a love for visual arts. Like every oh, every one of your that. albums you know, has different art types of artists. I met David. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you got people like Stupakis, you got yeah. Kurt. Yasha days at yeah. over oh. Paul Booth Studio. <laughs> yep, yep, so, yep. Yeah, that the. Oh. Uh, but yeah, we got Eric White, Ron English. Uh, uh, Richard, Kirk. Uh, Richard Kirk. Richard Kirk. Richard Kirk. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, fucking. That's awesome. I got some good. I got some good uh, artists. I've got to work with. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, did you do you have art history background at all? Do, did you study art? I, I in high school, just such stuff. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't yeah. really good at it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll know my talents. I know I can play music. I know I can, and I can draw a little bit. But it's not anything that would be that special. I'm trying to think of things that I've drawn or done. No. Well, no, I think it's that thing too, where it's like it's 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 whatever creative process that you're constantly massaging. So obviously, music is something that you've always been into, and that's which you know yeah. has made that shit grow to be. But it's, I also what think it it's. Is. I think you're given a God-given gift. Mine is music. Yours yeah. Is yeah, your talents. Shit on yeah. Canvas. Exactly. Yeah. And and you and can't I, teach someone to paint. You either yeah. got it or you don't. Don't yeah. have it. And I just accept the fact that I don't have it. I have it with music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, I think being like a frontman of a band is is a lot more difficult because when you're oh, when you're performing, your 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 show, your art is right there on the stage. You don't hide behind anything. It's you and your audience. A painter yeah, can put that. painting on the wall, hide in the crowd during an opening, and be like, you know, it's just, yeah, there's so some, some, you know. Yeah, that's half the battle too. If you want to be in a music and band, you got to get over being nervous. You got to. You're right there in front of everybody, and it is a little overwhelming. It can be. How long did that take? Like, did, did that take a long time for you? Or I did were like you... two songs, like two songs. <laughs> really? I just like, yes. I just like close my eyes. I didn't even. I just check out, bro. I just yeah. check the fuck out and just do what I do. And those were in little clubs in Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when I first started with my first band, was there so, so so was there a music scene in Bakersfield? Was there a... always been one? Yeah, there's yeah. always been one. Yeah. Um, there's not much to do here, so there's people who play bands, and um, now there's venues here bands can play at. So there's always been a scene. This was in the late '60s and early '70s. It was like a hot spot. The Rolling Stones, everyone from the Rolling Stones to, I mean, the Beatles covered one of Buck's songs, "Act Naturally." It, it was a big 
he invented another kind of sound called the Bakersfield sound, mm -hmm. and that was more like this trebly rip your speakers because at the time all they had was AM radio. Yeah. So it, when you hear those like harpsichords and all that shit in that late 60s, early 70s music, that's Bakersfield's influence. It was considered Nashville West at the time. Can you, can you tell us again a little bit about your, your, your family background? Because we, we, earlier it got cut out. I didn't, we didn't get oh, yeah. the recording well, of that. My father was a touring musician when I was young. When I turned three, he came off the road um, to come be with me. Um, I was very sick at the time. Uh, I had uh, horrible asthma. So I was mm -hmm. in the hospital all the time. So he came back and he became a dishwasher salesman at Sears. And then uh, throughout the time, that time he was doing theater with my mother and I was also involved in the theater, so I got to watch all these amazing plays like Jesus Christ Superstar and Funny Thing Having the Way on the Forum, Chorus Line, all these good just Broadway shows. Yeah. So that was when I was really little. And then after that, he bought a music store and a music school. And so we sold band instruments, guitars, pianos, and then we had lessons, a school that, that taught music lessons next door. And that's when I'd come home from school grab an instrument and go to one of the teachers and ask them, well, can you show me a thing or two? And that's what started me learning that. But I was just surrounded by theater and music and art. And were you, were you a, a popular kid too? Because I mean, Fuck, no, I was a <laughs> nerdy and one called me a faggot. Well, that's exactly. I mean, that sounds like a, a fantastic place to come home to and lose yourself in the music and the theater. And yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense to, to see you in But this is Bakersfield, that. California. This is yeah. Redneck Central at the time. So yeah. If you're into that shit, you're gay, boy. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It, it is. It is really, or, or it was at a time really redneck. Yeah. There? It's very redneck. Still, there's redneck shit. It's all the number one shit here. We grow like three or to five percent of the world's uh, agriculture's in this town. Yeah. Um, so and like oil farmers. Too. So yeah. it's farmers and oil. So you wow. need. I mean, fucking oil workers and farmers. Yeah. So, yeah, so if you're doing show tunes, singing show tunes, you know, you're lighting the loafers. Tunes. you got to be a fucking man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you must be a ladies' man. No, not a ladies' man. Yeah, you don't brag about doing flute solos back then, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't understand. And then the only people that did was the gay crowd here, and that's who yeah. I hung out with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I was also by association called a faggot because I hung out with real homosexuals, but yeah. they were the only fucking culture I had in this town. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it looks like it rubbed off on you in the right way. I it gotta did, say. Man. I, I, mean, I love, I mean, I wouldn't change a thing how I was about any of that stuff. It's just, it's how it came out. No, it sounds like you were the lucky one, you know, I got yeah, I'm, to be oh, in that town. I won the lottery, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Do, do you mind getting back into two, Jonathan? Because we were breaking up there about how how that whole transition into corn was and 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 that. Well, yeah, I had a my first band, um, a band called Sex Art. Um, that's when I, they asked me to sing for it. Well, I had a band called Buck Naked at the time, and that was that's... me first um, learning how to sing. It was with a guitar <laughs> player yeah, that's a good and. One. Uh, it was good, buck naked. Yeah. And then I was just learning how to sing, or they wanted me to be this singer. I never wanted to sing. I fucking, the only time I'd sing is in the mortuary in the chapel when everyone's gone. It was just me and dead people, and I'd just sing in there, just play around. Oh. And then serenading the dead. Serenading <laughs> the dead as they laid in my kitchen because that was the overflow for the morgue. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. wow. So then 
I had these guys come over to my house because I was living in Bakersfield and they were jamming and then I opened their mouth and started to sing a little bit and they're like, you're the singer. So then I had to learn how to sing. Yeah. Then I started the band Sex Art. And so the members of Sex Art were me within the corn and Blind was actually a Sex Art song that I took, but we changed it all up. Um, Ryan Shuck was a guitar player in Sex Art and he went on to be an orgy and now he's in Julian K. And then the bass player, Dave Drew ended up being in Edema, which is my little brother's band. So there's it spawned three amazing, successful bands. Wow. That first band. That's fantastic. So, That's it's really crazy. Fantastic. But at that time, it was, I remember when Bakersfield was a hot spot, when we started blowing up, all the NR people came to Bakersfield to see all the you know the, the bands playing here. And mm-hmm. my brother was one of them that made it out of all of them. So my little brother's band did really good back then, too. Um, and from then on, you know, the rest is history, bro. <laughs> yeah. I got a corn. And they just started, it went nuts. Yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> it went nuts. It, no, we it's really... Also it, about, it was really hard because what we were doing was so different. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the sound was so friggin' yeah, different from anything else huge, that was out there. Yeah, it was just big seven-string guitars, which Monkey brought in because he was a huge Steve I fan. And mm-hmm. then we tuned him a step down which into A because originally seven-strings was to be in B. So we tuned it down to A, full step down. And, you know, they were a band called Crete before with this singer that sounded like Lane Stanley. And that was it was more happy. And then I got in. I came in and I was all wearing makeup and I had big hoop earrings and I was wearing a fucking cat suit. I was so fucking no way. I was androgynous as fuck, bro. No See, way. That, that's the theater so... background coming like, in there, man. They're coming in there looking at me and they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the and new I, singer and i started singing they're like okay you're in but yeah. like, you're not wearing a fucking dress you're not doing this <laughs> did they okay, say that we'll see yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like okay motherfucker we see and then i show up with a kilt cool. yeah. and i look at them years later and i'm like i'm wearing a dress reggie <laughs> yeah. that's fantastic <laughs> i was at that time when it was my early years i wanted to, i was like i was just both i was a girl boy i wasn't fucking gay or anything i just like dressing up with makeup and my hair like that and putting on women's clothes and shit like that it was nothing about being gay it would just be being me sounds theatrical yeah, being, too. yeah exactly it was just being theatrical it was theatrical like presence. Fuck is this guy yeah yeah and so well i, I mean our days. body our body and the way that we choose to present ourselves i feel is art in itself so it's like yeah, you know was, you take I that advantage and yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, you know, I remember the first corn show, I dressed up like one of those Raggedy Ann and Ann dollies because I, mm-hmm. I had my hair, my dreads were like that. And I was wearing these overalls with like the, uh, you know, back in the day in the 70s, they had those, they'd make, they'd put little dolls on the overalls. They'd, what is that called? Uh, it was like making quilts. They'd quilt the shit. Through, so it was like a little hood. It was a little girl doll on my thing. And I had like pot leaves and little just... <laughs> Weird like shit. It was in these overalls. Embroidered like onto your overalls. Embroidered. So I, it looked yeah. like I was a doll. That was yeah. my first shit. I awesome. looked like a rag doll. And then I got, mm. after that, I got this old army jumpsuit, like a flight suit with combat boots. And I was wearing full face of makeup. And then I started dressing in drag for a couple shows. And then they got pissed off at that. And then the track suit. <laughs> then I went the so, whole so, other way. And I was like, I mean, I'm going to be a B-boy. Yeah. So I started wearing <laughs> all, all, all the Adidas. Yeah. No, it's not like you're all, you were just tasting everything and I was and just bringing trying it to find play. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, and, was there any uh, underpinning influence that that drove you? Well, I loved hip hop. All my band was in into fucking glam metal and shit. Look at, mm-hmm. with, they really looked gay. 
besides me. I mean, seriously, <laughs> lipstick, long hair, uh, like poison. Stuff. You know, yeah. But anyways, I was all into hip hop at the time. I was totally into because I DJ at that yeah. time. When they were listening, I was DJing, so I was in. The, I remember when I got my first NWA 12 inch. I was listening to like Nucleus. All my shit was that, and then I was a huge New York freestyle fan, like mm-hmm. Stevie B and Noel and mm-hmm. fucking Noel Silent Morning Company B. All that. That was my shit. So I listened to different styles of music then, and I just brought when I got in the band. I was just trying to figure what the fuck I was. Yeah. So you and weren't just, even that big of a metal. You weren't even like a metal. No, I didn't listen like to metal. Yeah. So the most and you probably thing I listened to. Me- it was Led Zeppelin. That's most metal thing. I've <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. into like dance music and that culture yeah. at that time. But that's why Corn worked because I brought something completely different. I I'm not into that. The the one album that got me into metal music was Vulgar Display of Power. Mm-hmm. That shit mm-hmm. blew my fucking that blew my mind. But I was all sorts of different kinds of music, and then that little phase of my life when I was trying to dress all fucking androgynous or whatever the fuck i was going that that came from the old 80s late 80s dance scene you know all the new york freestyle stuff and just shit here in bakersfield it's like fuck it i'm just i guess i was just everyone called me a fag so i was trying to play the part to be, yeah yeah yeah, yeah you, 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 you want to call me that i'll show you you know i'll show yeah. you whatever but i'll show yeah. you how gay i can be yeah. you know <laughs> i'll show you yeah. I'll, I'll pull more chicks than you any of you ever yeah because yeah. the girls don't feel yeah. fucking they're not scared at all. They love it. They can play makeup with you. You can do all kinds of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the was the singing stylistically similar to uh, the previous bands before Corn, or was it? No, no, no. This was some different shit. It was, this, I, okay. Yeah. When I walked in, I heard the first note when they hit their guitars. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. what the fuck <laughs> so, is this?" And then I just like closed my mind. God, please just. I was going to try out, and the first song I'd sing through all the way was the, the song Alive on the demo. Um, but it ended up being Need To um, on the first Corn record. And then we did an actual version of it later on See You on the Other... No. Take a look in the mirror. But um, it was on the first demo. But anyways, I just closed my eyes, and I sang all the way through, and everybody in the band looked at each other, and they're like, you sound good. I think we would like you in the band. They were just trying to be cool. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so you were never doing so, the you were never doing the the scatting thing before. No, that, no, that all came from that. Came from a three day bender on speed, being up for three days. And <laughs> I'd walk in there and I was just out of my mind. And Ross, song, sometimes I start going. Or <laughs> no, it was like I just did it, and then that just became like I just fell into my own. Oh, so it's a very organic process, then. I mean, dude, yeah, drugs are. Not to be your advocate for drugs, but they're wonderful. Yeah, they they really can they can really make a difference. When you can do it, when you're it's when you're young, man. When you're in your twenties and shit, but you can't keep doing that shit. No, your body's made not. to do drugs when you're twenty. Yeah, but after yeah. that, they call it the, I call it the terrible twos all over again. <laughs> but after that, you got to shut her down. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it gets pretty uh, sad. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> it starts quick. controlling your life, and you don't recover nearly as quickly. Or some they're, people they're don't recover at all. all. So yeah. <laughs> all. yeah. You guys tour so much, and what, yeah. what, what? And and I and I know from other people who tour. Do you guys get to like do anything when you guys are on the road, or is it pretty much just like one city to the next? Or do, 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 like, like, like do you, yeah, you don't get to sightsee or any of that shit, huh? I mean, if you want to, you can, but I'm usually fucking recovering from the, all the shows, so I sleep all day. I'm yeah. a vampire, man. Yeah. Like, no, that's why I do this. I just got up. 
Yeah, yeah. Fucking, well, I got to get going soon, but it's, I get up around one or two, and I go to bed at six in the morning, so I'm just... Yeah, that was my, that's, yeah, I was going to ask you. So, so, so the work schedule, because I did the same thing today. I went to bed at 6. So I got up at around 1. The, the, and that uh, hasn't changed very much over the years for you. It hasn't been like Dude, that. even when I – because I'm all over the world. Even when I go to Europe or any other country, I acclimate instantly. I'm up all night. You yeah, acclimate to all the all-nighter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just – I'm up all night and I sleep during the day because there's absolutely zero shit to do. Yeah. It's just sit there and wait for the show. And I wake up when I'm on the road usually around 4 or 5. I get up, and then I'm I'm right into my routine and getting ready for the show. I do the show, so my show is the first thing in the morning, and then all night I'm in the bus creating or playing video games. Mm-hmm. And now, compared to touring at U.S. and Europe or Asia, is there a a favorite for you, like a, a places I to just tour? Playing, period. Yeah. Um, I mean, Europe's fun because you're in a bus. The two places I love the most is the U.S. and Europe because we get to stay in a tour bus when you go to mm-hmm. asia like japan there's no buses you fly everywhere so okay. um it's different i like having my own spot i get in my bus yeah. and i relax and i yeah well you got like a studio in there and everything else yeah too. i got yeah. a studio i mean i'm very really lucky my band's so cool they're like they don't want to hear me bumping all night so i got my own bus so yeah. <laughs> what's and i gotta sleep yeah. and then they realize too that i fucking i i don't got a body tech i mean my instrument is just my body and me and it's not mm-hmm. like on a bad day you can tune your fucking voice or have tech go over the shit it's just it is what it is and it's it's hard being a fucking singer man I'm yeah well that's is, is there a constant like kind of treatment that you kind well, of i gotta regiment i warm them? up i warm down i just eat try to eat good and just stay active what's and now that i'm older I have, a, I have a full-time uh physical therapist with me working mm-hmm. on giving me you know doing exercise to keep my body going because i'm 47 now man to yeah. do what i want to do i got to keep active so i got a whole fucking gym you can see here oh my gym's sitting right oh, there wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. i do that i got to work out and run and, and keep myself going yeah so what's can... a what is a warm down because I've, I've seen people warm up before before they go do a show but what's a what what what's it's just the, relax your, it just warms your voice down so you could just rest okay it's like yeah it's, it's like, like stretching workout, after an exercise down. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, I didn't know if it was like you keep yeah. singing, but you sing softer or something. You know, or no, some it's shit. a softer thing. It's it's ten minutes. I do twenty minutes before the show and ten minutes after. Mm-hmm. And it's just to just to warm my voice down and keep it nice. And then I just shut the fuck up and I go on my bus and I don't talk. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I just stay away from everybody and stay in my box. So I know I know you got to probably run soon. So. What's the work schedule like for you when you are writing? Is it just all the fucking time, or is it is it or is it like, do, do you try to take a day off a week or? I just when I'm on the road is when I write. So it's mm-hmm. I haven't really been writing last last time I wrote was like in 2015. The last couple of years when we were on tour, I just go back in my room and rest because I was more tired, mm-hmm. and I'd play video games. So I really got into gaming. Yeah. And now I've been starting to get more and more into writing, and. uh it's just you go through waves. You know, creativity comes in waves. Yeah, I was going to ask you because you you are your instrument. You are, you know, your body and your mind's your instrument and your art, and that's what you express yourself through. What what do you do if it happens when you when you are blocked? Do you have another thing you can turn to to sort of release no, that it's emotion? No, you just got to let it. You just got to embrace that and push through it. I've been blocked a lot of times. Mm-hmm. A big thing, like when I when I started doing the album Untouchables, I had a real bad block. And this last record, 
the Untouchables one was because I started taking antidepressants, so Prozac was fucking with my creativity like a motherfucker. Yeah. Then there was times where like, I did Paradigm Shift, and I got really creative because I started smoking weed, mm. and it got me off all my psych meds, and I haven't had to take psych meds since. So yeah. it just depends. Whatever inspires you. And right now, I've just been in an uninspired state to just write every night, but when I do, it's really good quality shit. Mm-hmm. Or if, yeah. it's, if I'm doing vocals and stuff, that's easy for me. It's the uh, music that's mm-hmm. more taxing on me. But I just, I let it, I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to be able to do what I want and when I want. And so if I'm blocked, I just don't do it. Or if I'm blocked, I'll power through. Sometimes yeah. I have, there's a deadline and I have to get through and yeah. I'll just fight myself. And it's just a battle within yourself, I guess. Yeah. That's tough. It's just like from my point of view, because sometimes, you know, um, art and painting and, ma- and making art has always been, you know, my therapy, you know. Well, that's why we all do it. We're all fucked and, up kids, dude. <laughs> yeah, and there are those points. Don't say fucking adult. You, don't, you can't no. be an adult and do this no. shit. Uh, absolutely, man. But there are times <laughs> when my therapy is, is not there. Yeah. Like, I can't create, you know. No, art, it gets like, frustrating. Inspired and... Yeah, it gets frustrating and you need to find inspiration somewhere. For me, yeah. I just walk outside of this place, and there's inspiration everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just you go and whatever you embrace, immerse yourself in, you'll find something to spark that. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. You just got to get the fuck out out of the studio sometimes and breathe in, you know. And breathe some air, so you get some sunshine. Like I don't yeah. know what the fuck. If you all saw me, if, if you all saw me, if I was in the sun, I'm a dark, dark, dark motherfucker. This is <laughs> this is as goth and pale as I could get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a part American Indian, so I got that olive skin. Yeah, me so. too. I got the, got the uh, Greek. You know, because you're the Greek. Yeah. You're Greek, dude, Greek so you know Italian. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, I'm, oh. and I'm Eastern European gypsy, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. know how to hide into the shadows in the corners. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my thing. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan, do you have an opinion? How do you feel the, the music industry is now? What, not industry is in labels, but like industry is in sharing and, and, and people doing like Spotify and all that shit. And is it, that... I think it's all great. I mean, people have an outlet to get their art out there. The only thing that sucks about it, there's no more filter anymore. So you have to fucking That's, yeah. drink through so much bullshit to find something good. And yeah. back in the day when you had record labels, they usually found most of the good stuff and it was just a different way. Yeah, the artists got screwed, but back in the beginning of Corn and we were with like a normal record label, we got yeah. to do so many cool things because they had money to do that. Like when we did that shit at Hammerstein and we were beaming it live to, I don't know how many, 60 theaters across the U.S., we were filming a movie live and they were watching it in the theater yeah. in real time. Shit like that. You can't do that no more. Um, when we did the Corn campaign, we had a jet. We, we jetted around all the United States like it was a campaign we do two stops a day and sign 5,000 kids at each place. And we'd have big motorcades and secure like it was a total. Wow. They paid so you could do really cool, amazing shit. Yeah. And at that time, because there was money to do that. Now there isn't. And so I think and with the advent of MTV going away, there's there's all that. It's just a different world. I'm just sounding like I'm dating myself. No, no, no. But it's true. It's like it was so much better. Now it's like you got to just it's what they but where's the money? Money? Where's I, the money going to yeah. now? Well, I don't understand. Well, there like, is none because so, people are streaming and doing this shit. No one yeah. buys me. And, 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 and this is the, see, see, this is the thing too that I was wondering too. Is it's like, is has it always been like this, or is this something new? But it seems like 
the, the attention deficit to, to, to listen, to, to take in a whole album anymore is over. But however, I mean, back in the 80s and, you know, there was always singles and shit. So maybe people yeah. have always been doing that. But now it just seems like more or less people are going in. I'm going to check out this one song and fuck the rest of the album. And it's like, no, yeah. man, this whole thing is a masterpiece of fucking art. It should be yeah. listened to as one yeah. You know, one well, body of work. You know, yeah, the vehicle, the, yeah, the vehicle that music is being presented as is totally different than it than it was, you know, was. Than, than twenty years ago. But so, it's up to us to keep it alive. If we got kids and shit, I make my kids listen to albums. Yes. Yeah. And this is the other thing too is how it's good. It's like a history lesson. You want your kids yeah. to know history. They they should know the roots yeah. of of music and and how music. music was collected, how it was heard, and how All we learned about it. Is is playing music on this motherfucking thing right here. Hey, Dad, check out this song. And it's on their fucking phone. I just, yeah. I cringe. I'm like, yeah. do you know what a record, here, and I got them always like records, and they're, they've got them, what the hell is that? And I'm like, mm -hmm. this is a record player. Put it on there. Watch how it spins. And we used to sit and just watch the record go round and round and listen. And they're like, this is, oh, or Zeppelin's like, this is lame. <laughs> yeah, this is and then Pyre was like, Pyre kind of got into it. He's like, oh, this is kind of cool. I get it. Because he's more mellow. But I'm just, they're kids. They don't know. It, yeah. Eventually they'll they'll get it, just like the resurgence. Everyone's buying vinyl. Nobody buys CDs anymore. The only yeah. like physical copies of music pretty much is vinyl, and that really warms my heart because it's one. It sounds better and it's cool. You can't hold a tangible object. You can hold it in your hands and and read it and deal uh, with the whole ritual of listening to music. Twelve inches, dude. Oh, you yeah, know, it's like yeah, fucking, it was, it's yes. not some little fucking yeah. It's big and yeah. it's in your face. It's nice. Like the dialogue. It was like a, 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 a deeper dialogue with the with the musicians and the artists involved. It wasn't just like the songs in the album. You were getting the liner notes. You were getting the artwork, yeah. and, 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 and the, just the ominousness of it. This large disc. It was something that was very, you know, modern and yeah, about cool. the whole thing. You but know? I think that's just all of us are enjoying that shit, and kids are kind of latching on. But it's way more. Yeah. Way more easy to carry instead of carrying remember those case logic cases with all your fucking CDs in them. Yes, I got one in my car. I mean, honestly, I mean, I I mean, that's really the way I do listen to music is you know, I mean, through, oh, man, this is through, very you know, convenient. But yeah, there's no shame. In, there's no shame in being involved with technology. Yeah. But the, the the problem is, you know, to be innovative in within the industry so that people making music can make money to do it that don't have to then. They produce some sort of off. pop garbage that that makes that's guaranteed to make money that's driving that behind it it's got to yeah. be like you know passion driven so people could produce stuff and make money off of it like yeah doesn't seem well, they to gotta be... just whatever the government needs to make set up guidelines and and people need to be paid for their art and then when it's streamed they need to get paid like when it gets paid, played on the radio normal radio you get paid but yeah. when they stream it they don't get it don't it doesn't make no sense so it just needs to go back to that and it'll be fine it's not very uh, much respect for no, uh, not at all. This culture. It was like MTV back in the day. You're supposed to spend a million dollars on a fucking video, mm -hmm. and then they play it. But they get free content. Yeah, that makes no fucking sense. Wow. <laughs> if you ever look at that I way, they just get all their content Holy free. Shit. Yeah. Right. MTV yeah. got all their shit for fucking. And free. the only thing that you're getting from it is them promoting it, right? I and mean, then promoting it. Yeah. But they. Yeah. Just, it was such a and that model still being even though that's an yes. outdated model, it's still being used. You know, it's still being used like all over the world. There's MTV's whole yeah. world still play music videos, and that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, well, well, everything's YouTube now, right? I mean, for videos, yeah, and all, all that stuff. YouTube yeah. and, yeah. and what, so it doesn't matter really, but it is a different time, man. Yeah, yeah it is. 
Yeah. And Definitely. it's in the baby stages of everything. So we're, everyone's just sort of learning how how to use it and make it make a living off of it. I mean, only when, when the kids who are, you know, once they're our age, are they going to be able to take this information and knowledge of this technology and actually make a living creating art and music from it? You know, there's got to be. They're, they're I'm be sure they will because the kids are smarter than we are. Than you know, we, my ideas, my ideas, I want to fucking blockchain my songs. And create fucking songs like bitcoins. So you gotta pay for it. It's an encrypted currency, and the song is the currency. And you can't fucking, you can't, you can't, you can't, uh, yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't duplicate it. Mm-hmm. So motherfuckers need to start working on that shit. Yeah. Make music and art like bitcoin shit. Well, that's, that's what I'm crazy. talking about. You gotta get innovative. That's an innovative you idea. Be innovative. Yeah. And that's how it works. So someone needs to take that idea and run with it. Because I think music and art is just as fucking valuable as a bitcoin or anything like that well it's i mean it's what it's what keeps people in passion and and invigorated it keeps people from fucking going postal bro yeah (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) another thing dude i want to touch upon is actually today somber one baby oh you got it yeah so 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 what uh can you talk a little bit about that what that is and and it's my clothing line that I started with my wife years ago, and we were going to put it out, and I just said, you know what, I'm going to keep this shit. I'm only going to have the shirts, and I'll give it to people I want. Yeah. And it was just me being stupid. But now, I really want to get into it. I want to make it more of a family thing. My wife is going to um, like uh, design stuff. Pirate wants to design shit. Zeppi, mm-hmm. So it's just going to be a cute little boutique thing that I want to um, sell shirts you know, off the site and do it. So I'm in the process of figuring out what just, I mean, I like this this version but i got to figure out how to make it like a real business and and so it's in the process of that so i'm going to get a line together probably not this not spring but fall probably we'll have a line coming out but it's going to be cool just my shit i like and 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 the line will be like like every so every month or every so many months there'll be a new design type of thing new design that kind of thing i mean i got to talk to her about it but that's pretty much the the idea i want to do things and it's it's dark it's somber so we're going to do some cool cool things and i'm really excited about it i i'm i like well it's good because bringing romantic goth back you know yeah yeah, <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> new, more, more, new romantic goth people man <laughs> and got them there in new york there's it's very few out here <laughs> yeah well i'm 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 in Boston now. You know, I'm I'm originally from New York. I recently moved to Boston a couple of years ago because my partner got a job out here, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I could paint anywhere, so I moved to Boston. So, and I mean, there it's there's so many people here, but there's nothing that's really original here. That's you why know, I moved everybody's away. sort of like in the student phase. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. kind of just like learning how to be an adult in a way. You know, totally. figuring it. out like how to dress or how to walk down the fucking street. Like, come on. And especially after coming from New York, I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Go, 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 go. I know that's why there's like place in New York. I hear no one has a fucking clue here. (laughs) You think anyone has a, there's, there's, there's some art here, but it's Mm. very, not that much. I just, but I live in my own little world. So it works for me. I just, this is my reality. And I, I go from here to my house, here to my house. Uh, You're you're a man after my own heart because I, I barely leave. I, my, I had to, I had to get a studio within my home because I knew I did not want to like. You don't want to leave. Know, go outside at any point. No, and, it's scary out there, man. You know, yeah. It sucks. Brother, I we can't thank you enough for doing. Yeah, this. thanks. Thanks for joining us. 
Really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. I always deal with Dave, me and you go back a long time. Yeah, I know. I don't. We go back as long as me and David Hawkbaum right here. We go back. I, I met you guys right around the same time, so it's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, it's been right. really fantastic meeting you, and again, really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you guys out. so much for everything. Yeah, and good luck with it with the with the new project. Sounds really yeah. really fucking exciting. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'll see you in New York. Definitely, I'll be I'll be there and let's go. So go have fun. All right, brother. <laughs> have a great night. All right, you thank guys. you so take, much. Take care. All right. Peace, brother. Be good. Right, peace. We want to thank Jonathan Davis so much for being on the podcast this week. How awesome was that? That was fantastic. That, I mean, for him to give you know give us the time and some insight into something that I knew very little about. Yeah, yeah. Like my favorite part about this whole thing, because I went in so scared that I would have no idea how to, you know, uh, approach him because I knew so little about his his music and his history. But being able to get like that insight for how he's grown up yeah. really enlightened me. To yeah. it made a lot of sense, and it was ended up really, being such a laid back, great conversation. <laughs> I like yeah. That. Yeah. Very, very, very cool guy and, and very, very generous to give us the time yeah. to do that. So, Jonathan, thank you for that. And I'm going to go listen to some albums now because I'm... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm a little uh, late bloomer here. Yeah, yeah. Get on the get on the corn kick. The, uh, um, yeah, so uh, hope you guys enjoyed that uh, as much as we did uh, doing it. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another week of Give Me Babble. Yeah, and, and keep tuning in. Keep writing in questions, comments because it helps us keep this up and we could uh, hopefully do more shows like this and keep everybody happy. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great week, everybody. All right, until next time, love you.